strike. Uh, <laughs> Great. <laughs> what I'm trying to say. We haven't even tasted the cider yet, um, if this is any indication of where this is going to go. Um, welcome, nerds, horror nerds, monsters, uh, to Back by Popular Demand, we are doing another tasting. So welcome to the Horror Salon Booze Tasting, colon, Cider Edition. I am your co-host, Andemic. And I'm your co-host, The Witch. And we have a treat in store ourselves <laughs> and you tonight we do indeed we do indeed so we had such fun doing our pumpkin beer ranking um that we wanted to do it again and so we decided well what goes best with the beer cider yeah and what goes best with you know the fall season and horror movies yeah. and all that good stuff so we are doing a cider tasting tonight andemic has chosen all of our ciders for us mm-hmm. so i'm excited and she read to me what she chose, and I am not familiar with any of these, so, so this is all news to me. I have stumped the witch. You've stumped the witch. In a booze challenge? I have not explored the world of cider. Interesting. As much, and that's sad because I really do like it. So yeah. I'm excited to try tonight. Um, so we thought it would be fun. We're going to do another very similar to what our pumpkin beer tasting was like. We're going to do another fun, um, tasting. And at the end, we'll give you our final verdict Mm -hmm. and we'll rank our favorites. Um, and we thought that it would be kind of fun to share with you all, um, some what the hells. Yeah. Rapid fire. Well, they won't be so rapid fire because we don't do anything briefly. So yeah, we're very, we've got a ton of what the hells to, to talk about. Yeah, tons of what the hells and also some fun. Thank you so much for those of you who have been commenting, emailing us, getting in touch. We have had a blast. Yes, thank you, thank you. It, I, I was shocked. It's so awesome. Yeah, I am so shocked by the response to this. We are so happy you're tuning in. We hope that you continue to do so and we hope that you'll continue to reach out and talk to us. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we definitely want to talk to all of you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so we are going to give some shout outs to some of the folks that have, um, emailed in, um, on tonight's podcast and hopefully answer some of their questions, share some of their stories. So it's just going to be a big ton of fun. Um, yeah. So to get us started, Andemic, what is our first cider of the night? Our first cider this evening is Aspal, A-S-P-A-L-L. Um, it is a dry English cider. From the Cider House in Aspal, Suffolk, England. Uh, 6.8% A alcohol by volume. Um, yeah, it says it's dry and it would be best paired with charcuterie and mild cheeses. Ooh. Why, did, why, why didn't, didn't we prepare for that? that? I didn't provide that tonight. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is barbaric. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm we can't drink this. Okay, so let's give her a shot. All right. It smells dry. It does smell dry. It smells like a wine, so that makes sense. Mm. It's a little on the sour side. Yeah. You get a lot of... Let me take another drink. Yeah, but there's crisp apple in there. Mm-hmm. You do get apple, not a ton of sweetness, but that'd be super easy to drink. Super easy drinker, like on a hot yeah. summer day. And just as an aside, uh, I, I like cider. It's If I'm going to drink out, that's what I us- will usually get. Mm-hmm. And I like mine over ice. 
Oh yeah. Uh, I first nice had that when I was in London. Yeah. And they served it to me over ice, and I thought game changer. Yeah, for sure. So good. Um, but yeah, like it. I like it. Fresh All and right. Refreshing. First one off to a good start. Mm-hmm. So while we're enjoying this, um, I wanted to start off, kick off the night with a message that we got from listener, um, calls themselves the rat. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) Love when our listeners have a moniker. Um, so the rat just kind of thanked us for having this podcast, listening in, um, but shared with us one of their first memories of horror, which I thought was super fun. So let me read to you from the rat. The earliest, most vivid moment I remember uh, was actually with my father as well. Again. Wow. The dads. Please email us and let us know if your dad got you into horror. And actually email us if it was your mom because yeah. that would be that, that's obviously not common. <laughs> so we'd love to hear from you. Um, I convinced him to go see Darkness Falls instead of The Lion King. And ever since, uh, I run up from the basement after turning off the light. That's so fair. Oh, that is awesome. That's so fair. First of all, good on you. Yeah. The rat for convincing your dad that. No. Self-imposed terror. Self-imposed terror. Love that. Oh my God, that's great. Love that. <laughs> and also, Darkness Falls. I haven't seen that movie in a very long, very long time, time. But I remember when I first saw it, it was terrifying mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. So I can identify with the running up the stairs bit here. Um <laughs> The types of horror I tend to gravitate towards are the stories that place the characters in unreachable territory, whether it be space or the deep mm-hmm. ocean. That is that is scary. Alien is great, and Event Horizon um, is something scary more than other movies of its time. Yeah. Yes. I mean, when I saw Event Horizon the first time, I, that was a legit what the hell yeah. am I watching? Oh, it is terrifying. I just rewatched that. Oh, it had to have been a month, maybe two months yeah. ago at this point. But it is still scary. It is sinister. It is like Hellraiser in space. Yeah. Terrifying. And I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> they just want to go home. I know. I know. Oh. There's so many good space horror movies. Sunshine. Oh where yes. they're trying to get to the sun, the sun. to restart it. Yeah, that was, oh. Anything with space, even if it's not intended to be yeah, a horror like movie. Gravity. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then the my favorite, I think, under the uh, water movie is uh, Deep Star Six. That was one of my favorites. And Deep then it came out around the same time as The Abyss, which is also fantastic. The Abyss. The Abyss. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I have heard of The Abyss, but yeah. I don't, I can't remember if I've seen that one or not. Rat, if you haven't seen those, both check them out. Check them out, Rat. We and and write us back in and let yeah. us know if you like those recommendations. But I totally agree with you. If you are in unreachable territory, mm-hmm. that is a yeah. That's a scary because thing. everybody can relate to how it might, how they think they might feel if they're stranded somewhere. Yes. And shit's about to go down. Yes. I don't know. (laughs) I also feel like this is at the forefront of my mind, but that's because I was driving in kind of like a more rural area today. Cornfields. Oh, (laughs) talk about unreachable. Walk 10 steps into a cornfield and tell me where you are. (laughs) 
don't know. You don't know where you are. Think about uh, Children of the Corn in your head. He wants you and the to blue have man. A I mean, come on. Oh my on. gosh. Terrifying. But we digress. We digress. All right. This first pose was pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, The Rat, yes. for, for sending it in. Keep them coming. We hope you're still listening and uh, let us know how those recommendations go. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Shall we go to number two? Let us go to the second Pazoo's. Uh, this one is uh, a Columbus, Ohio treasure. Ooh. Mad Moon. Love it. Um, this is Tangerine Dream Creamsicle Hard Cider. I mean, come on. That's awesome. Shake it down. I love creamsicle. Anything. I love orange. I love citrus. Okay, I'm, oh, the it, yeah, oh the shaking is happening. happening, shaking, shaking. Okay. Uh, so small batch hard cider made from fresh pressed Ohio apples. Um, sweetness scale. This is kind of right in the middle. Great. So let's. We started on a not sweet one, so let's see how this one goes. Yeah. I love the um, the label is Mad great. Moon always has cool labels. Yeah, they really do. There's a mermaid on this one. Oh. Yeah, pretty cool. Look at that. Okay, okay shall we? We shall. Mm. No. Oh, that's good. That does. That is exactly <laughs> like a creamsicle. A creamsicle after you've burped apple cider. Yes. Yeah. And that's fine with me. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it's right. It's not like too sweet. Mm-mm. Get the vanilla in there. You really do. That's good. And a little orange juicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that yeah, a lot. I'm, I'm down with this one. Right in the middle. Um, do you have a what the hell for us, Andy? Yeah, you want a what the hell? Yeah. Okay. So, I was just I surfing around the web, just looking for what the hells and, you know, just being bored and whatever. So, I found a whole bunch of these. So, there is a tree in the White Mountains in Eastern California that is 4,852 years old. Yeah. What? It, it's a Great Basin bristlecone pine tree, and it's called the Methuselah tree. Methuselah. Methuselah tree. What a name. But it that it's that old. How? The way... <laughs> I have an oak tree in my backyard that was like 10 <laughs> years old, and it started dropping limbs. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, well, I mean, if you go and um, just do a search for it, the picture, it's its like a twisted, gnarled, oh, I love that. like uh, the trunk is there, mm-hmm. but it's its really cool, and it's really creepy looking. So, the shit that tree has seen. Yeah, 4,852 years old. Oh, Lord, I feel so bad for it. I mean, its it's seen everything. It's been through a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Great. Okay, so... While we're getting some more refreshing our glasses, let me go ahead and read um, our next comment from the website. So this one comes in from listener Leslie. And Leslie actually has a question for us. So she says, I was wondering, what is the scariest movie you have ever seen? And by that, I mean so scary you don't ever want to see it again. Because it kept you up for multiple nights and or you had to sleep with the lights on and a knife under your pillow lest the killer materialize in your bedroom. 
You and you may also have had to fall asleep to a Golden Girls marathon more than once because you were so freaked out. That is hands down easy for me to answer. Oh, I'm ready. The movie The Entity. Okay. That movie still today I will not watch it again. It was such a terrifying concept and it was based on a true story. Basically, uh, I won't give too much away, but a woman is sexually assaulted by an entity in her house. And it follows her. And she cannot get away from it. Scared the bejesus out of me. Mm -mm, Nope. nope. Yeah. But let me say this one too. That one is the one. This other one I, I love and I will watch again. But out of the gate, the first time I saw it, the Blair Witch Project, the oh, original, yeah. yep. scared the shit out of me. Absolutely. And that I was, you know, I was older and, and I saw it in a crowded theater and my adrenaline was still pumping from that yeah. movie. Yeah. Right out of the gate. Because I feel like that was, I don't, it wasn't the first found footage film, but it was the one that kind of skyrocketed mm-hmm. the found footage right. phenomenon, For right? Sure. Yeah. Um, and it was still a newer concept, so it was unsettling. Yeah. There weren't a ton of movies being made like that. No, and it was. It was a unique new take on, you know, kids in the forest. Exactly. Um, and I really, I thought it was so well done, but I was scared. And then if you want to talk about a movie that was so scary and so awesome that I basically had a laughing fit in the car because I was, my adrenaline had been up through the whole movie. Yeah. The Descent. Oh, yeah. Six Chicks with Picks. Yes. That movie is fantastic. That movie is so good. For some reason, that's been cropping up in, um, I don't know if it's Instagram. I can't remember where it's been cropping up for me, but like articles about it, scenes from it. I don't know why it's been kind of coming back into my sphere maybe it was someone who knew you were gonna say that tonight maybe it was future spirits come on communicating maybe. to me what was going to happen that's probably what happened let's go with that now I have to say my it's such a good question I know what I believe the scariest movie for me to be but I don't think I don't recall it keeping me up with the lights on. I think I fell asleep just fine because I do fall asleep kind of like I'm, you know, dying. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm asleep now. Um, but it did scare me while I was conscious. Uh, the <laughs> remake of The Evil Dead. Oh. The newest version. That movie had no business being that scary. I will agree with you. I'm, I, I was impressed and terrified. It was so good. Whoever the actress was who played the um, yeah. the possessed, she was from woman. that TV show Suburgatory. Do you remember that show? I've heard of that show. Yeah, she. Um, I'm gonna find her name because she deserves a shout out. Yes. Um. Uh, scary. It, it. So you think of the original Evil Dead as being kind of this parody which I don't think it was intended to be a parody but it ended up being kind of comical Mm -hmm. um just because of the campiness of it um so then you you hear that they're remaking Evil Dead you think that campiness is going to be kind of bled into it nope not campy whatsoever (laughs) that thing was a friggin horror fest although I do feel like there was a throw out 
uh, to the campy nature of the original when it just started raining. Oh, the blood, blood rain. Oh my God, that was amazing. But somehow even that was horrifying in that <laughs> moment. <laughs> You're like, what? what? Oh my God, when she licks the... Oh, it's terrible. Yep, the, the blade. <laughs> you need yep. to go watch that, Leslie. Yeah. Um, that's a scary one. And then, so, did you find who that... Yeah, her name is Jane Levy or Levy. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic job. Oh, yeah. I was scared shitless of you. Yeah. Like... She was so good. So I mean, she's really good on Suburgatory. She's got really good comic timing. So I had only seen her in a role like that. And then to see her transform, yeah. that was so good. So creepy. So creepy. <laughs> so that's the movie I regard as the scariest movie I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. However, it did not keep me up at night. I do have a movie that did keep me up at night, though. Okay. And I don't... Okay, this is this is a little bit of like a... I'm ashamed. Because it. I don't regard this movie as that scary. But I don't know. It was one of... It, I can't remember which conjuring it was. But it was one of the conjurings. It's the one where the nun appears. And she's at the end of the hallway. Just standing there. Fuck me. <laughs> I remember seeing that yeah. I had to sleep with my lights on for three nights straight because I just knew I was going to wake up and she was going to be standing in my bedroom. Um, yeah, that nun, until oh. they made the movie The Nun, scared the crap out of me. But then the movie The Nun, I was Then like, I was like, come on. on. I was the exact same way. I hated that movie. Yeah, I was like, come on, man. The thing that is the amazing about it is are, it are these fleeting moments Yes. Of the nun. Not, no, no. Yeah, it wasn't like a, I don't know. It when, just wasn't. Is it the scene when she's at the end of the hall mm-hmm. and then just turns and walks into the room? Yeah. I, I couldn't that, with is that. Is that part two or I one? I could not I with remember. that scene. I was like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. So that kept me up for three nights straight with Holy my crap. lights on. But otherwise, definitely <laughs> hands down, remake of The Evil Dead. Remake of The go, Evil Dead. Go catch it if you haven't. If you think I'm crazy, email me. Let us know. But I think that's the scariest movie I've ever seen. All right, let's. Uh, We're up for that. Chug it, one? chug it, witch. Woohoo! Okay. So next we are gonna do. Um, I'm a little bit of an Anglophile. Uh, I love all things British, really. Um, this is J.K.'s Scrumpy Hard Cider. Farmhouse Organic. It's unfiltered. Uh, And it is from, uh, let's see. This is Almar Orchards, Flushing, Michigan. And we were commenting, there seemed to be, there's a lot going on up in Michigan with cider. And I think it's because they have a ton of apples. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Okay, so here's a little fun fact about Scrumpy. Uh, I think I was probably watching a Rick Steves when he was he was in England or something. And there are some pubs that won't serve Scrumpy because it says uh, it makes the patrons fight. What is that when about? When they drink the Scrumpy, they fight each other. I love that. Yeah. So we thought we would finish this bottle and then we're going to go into the yard and fight. Yeah. And we'll record. Yeah, we'll record The outcomes. Everything. It'll be great. Um, okay. So let's. Let's, Let's give, give it a, it a try. Shot. Yeah. I'm excited for this one. Oh my god. That's caramely. You get caramel forward? Caramel I get, forward. I get actual apple cider. Yeah, for sure. Like non-alcoholic apple cider. 
That's an easy drink. And it's 6.0 ABV. That's dangerous. That is dangerous. Because you would. You'd just be drinking this like, oh, this is tasty little treat. And then that's probably why they fight because they have 25 of them. (laughs) That's what I imagine. Um, I think you're right. Okay, so while we're enjoying this, uh, I'm going to ask a question that has plagued me and probably many, many people for years. Before you ask that question, can I say uh, something I forgot to say? Oh, yes. Thank you, Leslie. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot to thank you at the end of that. We just kind of launched into our pazoos and, you know, but thank you so much for asking that question. Um, I want to know what that movie is for you. Yeah. So let us know, um, Leslie, and also any of our other listeners, what's the movie that kept you up kept you up at night we'd love to know and we'd love to share yeah so let us know and we'll share we'll share those um okay this question like i said is something i've been wondering for years and probably many other people have too however why does donald duck wrap a towel around him around his waist when he like showers or gets in the the water swims but doesn't wear pants (gasps) oh this is the first time anyone has brought this to my attention. Really? Yeah. So what's the deal? I don't know. He's a pantsless duck, but he, you know, he has to be duck. modest when he is wet. I, I don't. He's wet because the fur gets matted and reveals <laughs> the undercarriage. Oh, gross! That's the only reasonable explanation. You but just I'm referred d- to Donald Duck's undercarriage. I did refer to the undercarriage. <laughs> the undercarriage but here i mean i don't know that's a weird one first of all who normalized cartoon characters not wearing pants that is a very good and why well i mean but i guess if you think about it they've anthropomorphized them to be human-like they walk on their hind legs they and you know when cartoons were created you know i guess it was a little more modest time so they threw some semblance of clothes on these. Sure. But Pluto doesn't wear any clothes at all. Yeah, Pluto. Because he's Goofy's dog, but Goofy is a dog that wears, like, corduroys and shit. Have we ever considered the possibility that Pluto is a nudist? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Because that might be a thing. We should look into that. Someone look into that for us so that's not my search history. And then let us know, is Pluto, in fact, a nudist? A nudist. We need to know. Info at thehorsalon.com. Thank you. Oh, my God. We are devolving quickly. (laughs) Okay, well, here I'm going to blow your mind. Um, When you are brushing your teeth. Oh, goodness. It is the only time you clean your skull. Oh. Not your skull, your skeleton. Your whole skeleton. Oh, brushing your teeth is cleaning your skeleton. For some reason, saying it that way makes me feel like it should hurt. (laughs) Oh, God. Yikes. Yikes. You want to? Well, this little cider has been quite a delight. Yeah. Let's try another one. I I have a good what the hell for our next cider, I think. Okay. (laughs) This is 1911 original Beak and Skiff. Uh, small batch hard cider. Um, and it was it's made by an orchard, an apple orchard. Uh, it says 1911 original hard cider is blended with American white oak and has a refreshingly light taste. 
This is the flavor that started it all. I'm excited. So they are located, um, handcrafted in Lafayette, New York, by the Beacon Skiff Apple Farms. Excited. Yeah, I love this can. Yeah, the it's can like is a very finish. Yeah, it's like, ooh, got a lot of information. Ooh, this is very fizzy. Um, it's, yeah, effervescent. I love that. Okay, let's see. That's a little on the drier side like the first one. It definitely is. Um, There's a smoothness there, It's very smooth. That's nice. Lightly carbonated. Uh, yes, they, they pride themselves. It's tree to can. It tastes very, like, light. So I imagine. Yeah. That ma- that's probably why it's so on. smooth, right? Yeah. It's just very natural. All right. Hit me with a what the hell. Mm. Okay. This what the hell is called Mike the Headless Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So did you know there was a chicken in the 1940s who was decapitated but ended up living for another 18 months? <laughs> what? Yeah. This chicken's name was Mike the Headless Chicken. So Mike was born in 1945. Okay. He lived to the ripe old age of five months old before the owners decided that he looked really tasty and wanted to have a nice little supper out of him. Uh-huh. Thanks, chicken owners. <laughs> so they go out, grab Mike. They're like, hmm, going to have some chicken tonight. Cut off his head. But the thing is, the blade missed the jugular vein and a majority of the brain stem. So Mike didn't die from the beheading he just no longer had a head what the what yeah so they felt really bad about it as you do um and so they decided to nurse him like basically keep him going how'd they feed it so like okay so mike could walk he would peck for food but he didn't have a beak and he tried to crow, which was more like a gurgling. Come on. You noise. are killing me. I know. I know this is bad. Um, so they gave Mike a mixture of milk and water in like a little eye droplet. And then this is what I didn't understand. They also said they fed him corn and small little worms. But I don't understand how, like, were they just dropping it down the hole? I don't know. Because I assume there was a hole. Why they just put it out of its misery? Yeah, I don't know. This is ridiculous to me, too. Oh, I should have mentioned Mike was a Wyandotte chicken. I don't know what that means. For all of you, our farmer listeners, please let me know what is a Wyandotte chicken. Because apparently they can withstand decapitation. <laughs> um, so, of course, what do they do? They, they chop off this chicken's head. It's still alive. Instead of putting it out of its misery, they feel bad. So they're going to keep it, which is just kind of prolonging the misery of the chicken now, right? And they decide that they're going to profit off of it because that's humans oh. for you. So they decide they're going to put it in a bunch of these sideshows. Mike was featured in a lot of magazine articles. He's a real famous chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Mike did not have a happy ending. He died in 1947. Um, He was on the road, you know, doing his Mike, I'm the famous headless chicken thing. And the owners were asleep and forgot to bring, like, their eyedropper for him. And so somehow Mike got a hold of a piece of corn and it got wedged in his little windpipe. 
and he choked to death. He survived decapitation, but he did not survive that corn niblet. I feel like I need to now take you into the yard and kick your ass. (laughs) Because (laughs) that is the most horrific thing I've heard today. Yeah. And it's 2020. It's 2020. There's a lot of horrific things that are happening. Yeah. 40s, man. They were wild. Oh, my God. They were doing wild shit. I am. I am speechless. Mm -hmm. Except I'm still talking. Except I'm still talking. (laughs) But I'm going to segue into my what the hell that is that has to do with chickens. You have a chicken? I do. I do. Okay. So um, there is a a friend of mine. um, We're just going to call her nurse. And she on her own makes me say what the hell pretty much on a daily basis. But when she was young, she um, was... She was somewhere with with her dad, and she had a Ken doll. She was sitting in the, in the car. Her dad got out to do something um, uh, at, at a farm and said, stay in the car, stay in the truck. And what does she do? She doesn't stay in the truck Never because stay. there's Never a live turkey outside. Yeah. And she decides she needs to show her Ken doll to the turkey of like course. you do. Model off those toys. That turkey flogged her. Like, ah. kicked her ass. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Why are turkeys so mean? Um, I don't know. But it, it kicked her ass and it sparked basically a lifelong fear of poultry, um, which I understand. But the reason I tell that story is because I feel like I'm going to recommend to her Amazon sells chicken harnesses. And she keeps chickens. She has a pen with chickens. And Is she just a glutton for punishment? She might be. She might be. She loves the fresh eggs. I mean, who doesn't love a fresh uh, egg? I mean, that's great. But she's told me a couple stories about getting chased around the yard by the, the rooster. The rooster's name is Mustang Sally, by the way. I love that. Um, so, and I just consistently laugh about this. But Are Amazon, roosters notoriously mean? I think they are, yeah. yeah. They'll corner people. and They're actually, if you go to YouTube and search chickens chasing kids, it's pretty freaking hilarious. <laughs> So anyway, I feel like I'm going to recommend to her um, you can have you can buy a chicken harness, and that will help your birds cross the street safely. Oh, there um, you go. She can take them on walks. I would pay cash money to watch her try to put a harness on a chicken. <laughs> um, but what I I suppose I can end that with the moral of this story is, stay in the damn truck. Stay in the damn truck. <laughs> Turkeys are mean. Yeah. I've never been chased by a turkey, but they're just intimidating. Well, I mean, yeah, and when you're a, if you're a little kid, it's as big as they're you. They're huge. It's as big as you. If you're a grown adult, you're like, I don't want you nibbling on my mm-hmm. ankles. Well, there's um there's this really cool historic farm here near Columbus called uh Slate Run. I don't know if you've been out there, but they have um it's a working historic farm and they have turkeys. And a couple times uh, when I've gone out there, I go near the turkey pen, and those uh, toms, mm. they freaking vibrate at you. They, like, go, no. some weird thing they do, like, like beat it. Yeah, why are they so mad? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you ready? I'm ready for the next. Another one. Okay, so this is Star Cut Ciders Octo Rock. Hard cider fermented with Michigan apples, 4.9% alcohol by volume. And this one, 
uh, oh, who did I say? Oh, this was um, Shorts Brewing Company, um, Elk Rapids, Michigan. I got another Michigan one. Yeah. Love that. that one's sweeter. It is. Mm, that's good. Mm-mm-mm. Do you get a hint of cherry? Oh. I don't know. Do I? <laughs> There's something on the back that's um like sharp, like a cherry, kind of. Mm-hmm. So I can see that. It's just water, hard cider, and carbon dioxide. It is good. It's very good. The can on this one's cool, too. It's super cool. They had others. Um, I, I just picked this one. There yeah. was one called Pulsar that I really liked. The, the this is going to be hard to judge in the end because I really mm-hmm. am liking a lot of these. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck. I don't know. Okay. What the hell? All right. You got one? I got one. All right. Hit it. Uh, this one is gross. <laughs> it's so gross. Did you know? That there is uh, corpse wax. What did you call it? Corpse wax. <laughs> what is wrong that with That that's you? a thing? What is corpse wax? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how to pronounce any of what I'm about to describe. So please correct me if I am wrong. Um, but apparently when corpses decay, um, this waxy substance forms... Uh, in certain instances, and it's called adipocere. I'm probably saying that very wrong. Adipocere, um, but they they commonly refer to it as corpse wax. Okay. Um, and what this is, it's when your body fat uh, turns into a soap-like substance. You're killing me. Yeah. And so this de- this develops when your body fat is exposed to anaerobic bacteria, which occurs when you're in any place that's damp, uh-huh. warm. Um, I think alkaline, very heavily alkaline. So uh-huh. like in the soil that you might be buried in if you're a corpse. Um, so basically what this does is it stops the decaying process in its tracks. And so you become this kind of what they refer to as a soap mummy whoa (laughs) yeah (laughs) and they have found a couple of these i didn't want to necessarily highlight them tonight because i foresee them being in a future what the hell um the stories of these different soap mummies that they found but why your body is fucking gross like it (laughs) become the fat becomes this like waxy substance and then you're just chilling down there like fully formed wax mummy soap mummy stop saying soap mummy soap mummy (laughs) why (laughs) so gross the body does such crazy things such crazy things i was uh, this does not come from my research for this episode but i did take a class in college in uh slavic folklore okay of course i did yeah and it was all about vampires as you would expect Mm -hmm. and i loved every minute of it but we had a class one day and the professor comes in and says i need to warn you now if you are squeamish you will not be penalized in any way but you need to leave you're like okay and Mm -hmm. then of course all of us were like there's no way in hell we're leaving we're staying so then we proceed into a powerpoint all about what the decaying human body looks like oh boy and there were photos do you do the body farm uh no no 
But there were photos of corpses. And what is really disgusting is like the fingernails. Like they continue to like the like the skin around them are seeds, but the fingernail doesn't decay. So it just looks like you have really long ass fingernails like it recedes back and it's like yeah oh my god that's why vampires fun fact that's why a lot of vampires they are depicted as having long sharp fingernails because they're decaying corpses oh my mind Mm -hmm. blown yes of Mm -hmm. course that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah wow Yeah. yeah that's where they get that because a lot of not to not to to just give you this whole class in one episode <laughs> but a lot of um in old slavic tradition they would just bury the body yeah like, okay there weren't coffins yeah um and then if the body was ever over, uh, overturned they would find it in that kind of state and they would think oh vampire they'd find a friggin' soap mummy a soap mummy vampire with long ass claws holy shit Speaking of body wax and body, soap oh, mummies. Yes, I'm ready. Um, there was an exhibit at the Victoria, Victoria and Albert Museum in London. Okay. It was called The Food Bigger Than the Plate. That was the name of the exhibit. Okay. Um, and it proudly displayed five types of cheese made from the microbes collected from the armpits, ears, noses, and belly buttons of British celebrities. <gasps> what? Yeah, human cheese. Human cheese. Human microbe cheese. Human microbe cheese. I'm assuming this is like a blue cheese situation. There were different kinds. Um, one of them was made into a cheddar. I was going to say, is there an H cheddar? <laughs> yeah, there is. There was, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, here, I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you an actual horror movie, what the hell. Ready. Um, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Mm-hmm. It was the first American movie that showed a toilet on screen (gasps) how shocking it was i know and the first where you could hear a toilet being flushed oh even worse yeah that was in 1960 i mean that's horrifying in and of itself yeah whoosh what the hell oh my god is that why audiences were so horrified maybe probably in part besides the woman that flashy porcelain can't believe it oh boy um and i'm gonna um i'm gonna ask oh here's here's one about the brain since we're talking about bodies and stuff yeah um when you dream one part of your brain is making up the story and another part is experiencing those events and is genuinely surprised by the twists in the plot in the dream that's so cute, though. <laughs> it's you like, can see the face which just made. <laughs> it's like your brain is like, oh, she's asleep. What can I do? Yeah. I'm going to put a little puppet show on for the other part of the brain. Aww. Oh, that is pretty sweet when it's you say so it that nice. way. How nice. Except all of my dreams are nightmares. So get it the fuck together up there. Stop scaring each other. Have a dream about playing with baby otters tonight. I'll have a dream about the nun. You will. You'll have a dream about an otter dressed as a nun. <laughs> Actually, I'm all in. <laughs> Please give me that dream. You down Please give me that dream. Mm-hmm. You know, I do love otters, but if there was one in my house and it was chasing me, that would be truly terrifying. You'd probably have to try and smack it with something. Yeah. 
here here was one that blew my mind because you think about time um and how it passes and you have you have in your head when you think the dinosaurs existed when you think um i don't know the ancient greeks egyptians mm-hmm. and all that but i read that woolly mammoths were still around when the pyramids were built were being built what yeah uh, the pyramids were built around 650 BC, and in 1650 BC, um, there were still some living in the like on an island in the Arctic Ocean. Oh my God! Yeah. So there were still woolly mammoths around. They weren't in a lot of places, but sure. Yeah, but there were still some in existence. Oh, that is wild! Isn't that wild? You think of them as being this prehistoric. Yeah. Um millions of years ago yeah yeah did they i could be wrong about this did they find like a fro like a, a frozen fully intact woolly mammoth didn't they find and this was a couple of years ago but they found like a fully intact and it was some like ice age prehistoric creature and it had food in its mouth maybe but I just remember it, and then there were, like, a bunch of weirdos saying, like, extract its DNA and recreate it. And I'm like, have you fucking seen Jurassic Park? Yeah, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. <sighs> Interesting. But they did. I don't know if it was a woolly mammoth. It might have been a saber-toothed tiger. Huh. But please don't recreate those damn things. What? <laughs> or do. And it's 2020, so just do it. <sighs> did you know... That there are butt-shaped robots that um, help test the durability of cell phones. What? Samsung uses them. Um, they're like butts because a lot of people Don't carry their phones in their back seat. Or oh. back seat. They carry their phones in their back pocket. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. And I mean, that's true. they sit, true. they crack their screens and, you know, whatnot. So these butt robots Just sit, on. sit over and over and over, up and down, up and down, testing the phones for weaknesses. Wow. Butt robots. Butt robots. Hashtag you know what? Butt robots. I knew there was going to be an uprising. I didn't realize it was going to be a butt rising. A bu- <laughs> no. I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've had too much cider. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, did you know The Exorcist was the first horror movie to ever be nominated for Academy Awards? I didn't know it was nominated yeah, for Academy Awards. it had 10 nominations. Um, Did it win anything? You know, I didn't look that part up. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, Linda Blair was um, nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Really? Yeah. Okay. Why haven't we normalized that? Scary movies are great. Some of them are out of this world fantastic absolutely why are they not getting not i mean some of them do okay i'll give it there but it's like it should be a normal thing i think so too um same thing with sci-fi yeah there's some sci-fi that is fan i was gonna say stellar stellar (laughs) um but i don't know there's the stigma that it's a lesser i don't know a lesser genre i but they consistently pack movie theaters yes um yeah. They I, have such a huge fan base. Huge fan I mean, base. as horror nerds, we've got the sci-fi nerds. Mm-hmm. And I feel like so many of those two categories overlap in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, make a whole category for it. They've got, like, best drama, mm-hmm. comedy, musical. Yeah. Horror. Horror genre. Why not? Or, like, fantasy. And then just put a bunch of stuff in there. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I love that idea. 
We need to start a letter writing campaign. <gasps> Let's start a letter writing. I love writing letters. I haven't written a letter in a while. I write a lot of letters. Do you really? I do, actually. Cool. I do. You have pen pals? Um, well, it's more when I'm upset with something and I think that someone needs to hear me. And I feel like a letter would be a really stern way of saying it. Okay. When you say it that way, I have written letters too, <laughs> but I don't ever send them. But it's very oh, cathartic. You, you know what? I've heard of people doing mm-hmm. that and I think that would be very nice. You can, you can have epiphanies because you just free form write yeah just write whatever comes in your head and then you can you know sometimes you become at peace with whatever you're doing sometimes you're like fuck this i'm calling i'm calling that person yeah um but yeah i never send them how interesting you know the very first i i want to start doing that because i like to write Mm -hmm. and i like a lot of that stuff you're like oh that was really like Mm -hmm. i don't want this person to be mad you know you you have those like fleeting moments Mm -hmm. So that'd be, like, a good way to get it out in that yeah. moment, but, like, not yeah. have the consequences of having that conversation, yeah. which, I mean, I advocate for conversation when it's needed, but if it's not yeah. needed and then you just need to kind yeah. of vent, why not do it in a letter form? Well, and it slows down It slows down your knee-jerk reaction when you're angry. Yes. Because if you start typing an email, the send button's right there. Right but if there. you're writing a letter, I mean, you got to fold it up, get a stamp. Yes. So you got you have time to cool down. Yes. Which I like. Do any of our listeners, do you guys still write letters? Yeah. Um, do you have great handwriting? I love oh, good handwriting. great handwriting. So good. And do you all write cursive? Yeah, that's a big one. I don't know that they even teach that anymore. That's a big one. Yeah, but some beautiful uh, like calligraphy type. Oh, I love it. So, it's so beautiful. You know, my first letter I ever wrote was to my state representative because I was horrified by the way they were treating the orca whales at our local SeaWorld. That is awesome. And I typed it up on a typewriter on cloud printed paper. So I'm sure they took that very seriously. Well, actually, I will say they did write me back. Really? Uh-huh. And the, I, I, I can only assume the intern in that office wrote me back <laughs> right. um, and said, we, we hear your concerns. We're very proud of you for, for having these concerns because clearly uh-huh. in, you know, third fourth grade language i communicated how horrific it was right um and they said but that was that is not within our jurisdiction <laughs> well hell <laughs> what the hell what are you there for all right yeah yeah that's pretty cool though yeah all right shall we ready one more ready and this is the one i'm most excited about because it's unique yes this is another columbus uh, gem mad moon delightful this is pb and j cider oh that sounds so good and it's in a 22 ounce bottle i'm so happy okay let's ready uh, to go on this one mad moon is fun we do see them they are columbus mm-hmm. you know staple um and we see them a lot in the breweries that's always like the the cider option in a lot of breweries smell and that. they're so good oh it smells like peanut it butter it smells like peanut butter it smells like peanut butter that smells so delightful okay Ooh, hannah how'd they make that you are kidding me yeah that tastes like peanut butter and jelly that tastes like peanut butter and jelly sandwich that is so good mad moon mad moon mad moon hits it out of the park every time yeah clearly so they do with them okay my I got another what the hell for you. This one's fun. In fact, this is one, like, add this to my bucket list. Okay. Um, did you know that Japan is building a life-size Godzilla? 
Oh my God. When are we going to go see I, that? We have to go to Japan now. Horror salon in Japan. So I guess they have um, like a fun replica on top of one of their tall buildings or whatnot. Okay. But they have, and I, again, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher these names. I already know it. Um, but they have this really cool theme park. Um, it is called Najijin Nomori okay. Theme Park. And in in that theme park, they are creating currently a Godzilla-themed area. So kind, I, I envision it. I don't know. This is a lot of assumptions. But kind of like, you know, how Disney World has, like, the Harry Potter world. Or I envision this is going to be something similar in this theme park. It's going to have, like, a Godzilla-themed yeah. area. Ooh. So uh, essentially what this is, this lifelike replica of Godzilla is part of a roller coaster that they're building in that area. So the Godzilla is 20 meters tall, 25 meters wide, and 55 meters long. Oh, come on. It's huge. That is awesome. Um, And so the roller coaster is called the Godzilla Interception Operation. And so I think it was supposed to be opening sometime soon, but that's no longer happening because of COVID. Yeah. Um, So that obviously has slowed production, but they do, they're in the midst of building it and it is going to be operational at some point. Um, Listen to some of these other things they have planned for that area. It's going to have the first permanent Godzilla museum. Wow. And this sound, this one I'm particularly excited about a zip line attraction where you zip line down into Godzilla's mouth. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and uh, I thought this was really cool too. It, it all like this theme park apparently is on Awaji Island. Okay. Which is the hometown of Godzilla. Really? Yeah. So I was like, what? That oh, has to be on. a thing that we do. We have to go there. I need to zip line into, into Godzilla's Godzilla. mouth. Yeah. That would be so much fun. I got to say, out of all the um, the king monsters, I have to say that Mothra is my favorite. Oh, yeah. Mothra rules Mothra's them all. fun. Mm-hmm. All those movies are fun. Mm-hmm. But I'm just so super excited that they're doing that. That is really cool. What a cool way to, like, honor this, yeah. uh, like, cinematic... Mm-hmm. kind of heritage yeah right and it's i love all cool. those movies but i have to say that first remake they did mm. i guess it wasn't the first because they did one years ago with matthew broderick that was widely mm-hmm. panned it wasn't great godzilla didn't even look like godzilla but the one they made with uh brian cranston yes is freaking fantastic i loved both of them uh oh yeah godzilla one and two so great so much fun Remember when we went to that convention and we saw the two guys? The two guys, and then one of them died I know. Um, shortly after that. Yeah. The two, that was awesome. Two of the guys that played the original, original. Um, in the Godzilla suit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so cool to that see. And so cool. many people were, like, geeking up. Yeah. Oh, it was so much fun. And they were so gracious and smiling and just having a good time. And Yeah. It was awesome. You know what? I don't even know, and I must have, when we talked about um, – things from our childhood that that sparked our love and godzilla of course if i didn't say it i'm saying it now yeah godzilla godzilla was so cool yeah so i thought that was fun we gotta go horror horse salon on the road on the road heading to japan yeah i love it love it we are gonna do some um episodes 
on location. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Because we got some good locations planned out. Yeah. On that note. Should we rank these? Let's rank these bad boys. All right. Oh, this is going to be hard. I think. think. Okay. I have mine. I have mine. You go first. Okay. So my number one, I'm just going to say this. I really liked something about all of them. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a dislike, to be honest. No, I didn't. Um, But when I'm picking a cider, I tend to like a little sweeter, not terribly sweet, but uh, like, for instance, if I go and just pick out, you know, a random cider, I'll usually go with Magner's. Okay. That's my favorite. Um, I like a Vandermill. Mm-hmm. There are some that, that are just sweeter than others that, that, I don't know, that I like better. But, so my number one is going to be the Scrumpy. Okay. Because to me, that tastes like actual apple cider. It really did. It really did. Yeah. So good. Uh, number two is Star Cut Ciders Octo Rock. Okay. That one Sweet. had that light sweetness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet and delish. Uh, number three is Mad Moon Tangerine Dream mm-hmm. Cream Sickle. Yep. Number four is Mad Moon PB&J. Nice. Although, man. It was good. Those two are kind of tied for third. Yeah, they're, they're both pretty good. And then uh, my number four is the Aspal, Aspal uh suffolk england cider and then my six is 1911 original small batch nice and that's just simply because those two are Are the driest yeah Yeah. for sure for sure so i'm if this is funny because i like drier ciders okay so we're kind of opposite spectrums there i do i do appreciate sweetness um, I just kind of, I, I like wine a lot. So yeah. I think that maybe it's just because drier cider reminds me of like a sparkling wine. Sure, so, sure. um, so I actually put as my number one, 1911, ah. but I feel like that makes sense because you feel like that was probably the driest, was the driest. Yeah. and I, that's why, that's what I found I liked about it the most. So if you like dry cider, I feel like that points you towards 1911. Yeah. Um, for me, my number two, I gotta give it to Mad Moon PB and J. All right. It's super yummy. Yeah. Um, because it captured PB and J. Like it, really it tastes it like does. it. Uh, tastes like you're drinking a PB and J. And then number three, funny, Mad Moon Tangerine Dream. Okay. Because it tastes like a creamsicle. It does. You're billing yourself as a creamsicle. That's exactly what you mm-hmm. are. So I like that a lot. Um, number four, I give to Scrumpy. Ah. So even though it's one of the sweeter ones, I think it just did it really nicely. Mm-hmm. Like it had that, to me, it tasted a little caramely and mm-hmm. it was like, if you want a sweet cider, that's a good, good one. Yeah. Um, five, I did give to the Aspal, um, mm-hmm. the Suffolk cider. It was on the drier side, but it was it's still very yummy mm-hmm. um, cider. And then number six, I gave to Star Cut, but I think that's just because it was lightly sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still very delicious, mm-hmm. but I like the drier stuff. But if so. you're going to grab one, you're going to grab 1911. If I'm going to grab one, I'm grabbing 1911. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Super yummy, though. That was a lot of fun. That was so much fun. If you are a cider drinker, let us know if you've had one of these, what your thoughts are, mm-hmm. or if you have a recommendation for yes. a future booze tasting let us know we're yeah. always up for it we have a lot of fun with these episodes. we do or a cider we, or, or any beverage that we absolutely must try yeah we really want to try it 
So let us know. You know how to reach us. Uh, we have a website, thehorrorsalon.com. Uh, check us out there for some fun content going up every week. We've got our Instagram, at the Horror Salon. Give us a follow. Follow along throughout the week. We have some fun stuff going on there. And then finally, let us know all of your cider mm-hmm. news at info at the horror we'd love to hear from you and we'd really love to continue featuring your stories yeah. answering your questions um so keep them coming keep them coming for sure because we're reading and we're having a ball doing it yeah for sure all right well i think that is that is that <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Um, We will see you next week at the Horror Salon. Yeah. I'm the witch. And I am Andemic. Have a good night. It's The Witch and Andemic. Music for this episode is Rage by the 126ers. Check out our website for show notes and links to some cool extras. Later, nerds.